ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Good ways. Everyone, welcome back to uh, Good Ways podcast. Um, before we kick off, I just want to acknowledge country. So the lands that we're we're on at the moment, uh, recording this is Gamragal. Uh, so I just like to pay my respects to elders, past, present. Um, you know, and extend that respect to uh, your mob listening listening in from home. Um, always was and always will be. Um, so I've got a special guest here today. What's your name? Who mob are you from, bro? What's going on, bro? Uh, my name's Kobe D. I'm a Gomori man. I, I grew up on Bidjigal land, uh, but my people are from Moree, Teruhaihai. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I've grown up on Bidjigal land in Maroubra in Sydney, South East. So what, what, what do you do for, for those who don't? I don't, think, I don't think there's a lot of people that don't know who you are, but for those who, who, who don't, what, what, what do you do? I am an artist. Um, I write, record music. Um, I've been rapping since I was 10 years old. Um, it was when I first started started writing. And yeah, it's always been a, a passion and a dream for me. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's massive for me to even say like, that's what I do, you know, like that's yeah. my job, you know, that's my, my career because ever since I was a kid, that's, this is what I've wanted to do with my life. So. Mm. Proud to say, yeah, I'm, I'm an artist, I'm a rapper, um, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, hectic, hectic. So gr- growing up, uh, Maroubra, mm. can you tell us, tell us a bit about what that was like, um, you know, especially, you know, you as an artist, how that, how that sort of influenced you, um, you know, and the way, you know, the way you, you do your art and stuff like that. What, what's what's Maroubra like? Um, I guess there was always a lot going on in Maroubra when I was growing up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from a small party in Maruba called Lexo. So if you're from the neighbourhood, you know what Lexo was like in our younger days. Um, there was always something going on. You know, I think our community was affected a lot from drugs and alcohol and and stuff like that. Um, I guess that growing up at a young age, being exposed to those kind of things, um, I guess definitely shaped me as an artist and, and what I spoke about because especially with hip hop, hip hop is about speaking about, you know, your own experiences and what you see in your environment and mm. stuff like that. So it, it definitely reflected in a lot in my storytelling that I do in my music because it's stuff that I guess other communities might not have been used to and it might not have been normal mm. in other communities, but it was normal for us, you know? So I guess growing up was, we were exposed to a lot of different things, but it was also fun. I had heaps of fun, you know? I had. You know, my, my day one brothers that I've, I've been best mates with since I was a kid, you know, we all lived within like 100, 200 metres within mm-hmm. each other, you know. Mm-hmm. So we was always, you know, always hanging out outside. We was always, you know, walking down the beach, like always doing mm-hmm. different things, you know. Growing up in Maroubra, there was always something to do, yeah. you know, and if there wasn't, we'd make something to do, you know. So it was, it was a lot of fun. There was, um, yeah, I, I think... One thing for me is I've, I've lived in so many different places, or not so many different, but I've lived in a mm. few different places now around um, whether it's up or down the coast or, you know, and um, I always come back to Maroubra. Yeah. I, I, I was living in Woolloomooloo for a bit and like, I loved it out Woolloo, mm. um, but I always end up back, back in Maroubra, you know, there's something about, I think it's a lot of, lot, we have a lot of people that I know that have grown up in my area, so we always end up finding our way back yeah, home, yeah. you know, because that's that's what it is. Like Bidjigal land has been home for me. You know, um, I'm a Gomorrah man. I always love going back back to up Moree and stuff like that. But um, back home on Bidjigal land will always be home for me. Yeah, 
yeah, there's a lot of good memories back in Maruba. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's like a like obviously Maruba, but also quite close to you know community like Lapa. Coming out of them, you know, you've got you know people who are achieving like massive things. What do what do you think it's about those communities that sort of give birth to like you know successful well not necessarily successful but just like resilient people mm. you know like yourself and then you know Redfern as well like mm. what is it about those communities that sort of yeah birth those Something those kind of, water, of people I guess <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't know it's like because there is there's been there's been a lot of people that have you know succeeded or, or rose up and I, I couldn't say what the answer is but you know like my family's been out Laparoos for years like my my great great grandmother moved up from Port Kembla she was born in, in Port Kembla and mm. she moved up with my great grandfather out to La Perouse and that's how my family ended up in in La Perouse like my mum my mum's side and you know um I grew up playing for La Perouse in footy mm. you know like shout out Panthers shout out <laughs> Panthers. yeah I played for Larpa in the knockout you know like Larpa is a massive part of me you know and a mm. massive part of of, of our community and you know I think there's so much pride especially because all of my friends they're from Lapa you know their families are, are from Lapa my partner's family is from Lapa mm. and you know it's like there's a massive pride out Lapa you know there's a massive community of like you know and I think that's a lot, a lot with all of our communities you know mm. um, and I think I think the resilience is like it's it's where colonization started you know mm. out, out there yeah. and it's like to make it through a, a time when we were being eradicated and, and mm. you know, and um, really being like pushed out and, and breeded out and all this and still rising and still, you know, um, succeeding. Like there's so much resilience in there, the first place of mm. contact, you know, mm. the first place of colonization and stuff. And to make it out of that, it's like, you know, there's, it's, it's no wonder why there's so many successful people coming out of Lapa. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a strong community. It's a strong, um, you know, strong history and yeah, you know, like my, my son, I've got a son coming up, you know, his, his mum's from Lapa, so it's like, my son's going to be a strong little man. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> chuck, on, chuck on the white and black. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Lapa yeah. Panthers. That's it. That's it. Yeah, hectic. Um, and do you, like, I mean, it might be a stupid question, but do you, do you try and reflect that in, you know, the work that you do, the art that you make? Um, that, like, resi that resilience and like, yeah. like I mean, you know, definitely from someone who, on the other side who like listens to it like mm. you can definitely say that is that is that something that's like really purposely done mm. well it's like songs like still standing mm. that, that i wrote is is definitely about that you know like they tried to wipe us out they mm. tried to you know through the white australia policy of of making this just an all-white country and trying to breed the black out of us you know and mm. and trying to eradicate the aboriginal problem that they called called it you know and but we're still here and we're still standing strong and we're still shining, we're succeeding, you know, like even being in here, like having these spaces, you know, like mm. speak, having our voices and all these things that they tried to stop us from having, you know, and, mm. and besides all that, we're, we're still finding ways to, to have our voices heard and, you know, if it wasn't given to us, we're kicking down doors, you know, and that's, mm. I think that's a big thing with hip-hop too, is it's like hip-hop has never been about like, never been about not having a message you know it's mm -hmm. always been about standing for something you know because mm. there was a time when hip-hop wasn't um accepted you know and it, it was once people started speaking about their circumstances and people started speaking about 
you know, political stuff or all these kind of things, you know, hip hop started changing and evolving and people started listening to it more and it was a way to get our message out. And that's what I find with, with my music is it's a way to get my message across and it's a way mm. to speak for, for, for our people, you know, mm. and because I feel like as part of like being an activist and stuff like that, it's like I get a bit shy, you know, like all that, but like I do my stuff through music, you know, mm. my music is my way to speak and my music is my way to speak about these topics or these um, issues that we face in, in a way that I understand, you know, and a way for me to express, you know, my frustration or my anger is, is through music. And that's what I, I try to show is the resilience of our people. You know, mm. we've been through so all this, all these setbacks, but still made it to where we are today. Mm. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I mean, it might might be like a big assumption, mm. but why do you think Mobile sort of gravitate to rap and to hip hop and to R and B and stuff? Like, do you think there's something in there that you know we see ourselves in in that, like you know, American? Mm you know, style of music, like, you know, how, how come we gravi gravitate towards like rap and hip hop? Well, I think you look at, you look at um, like the black men in America and the black men here, like there's a lot of similarities in the stuff that we faced or mm. just black people in general, you mm. know, around the world, like people that have faced oppression and, and people that stand up against oppression and racism and all, all these kind of things is still very real for us here mm. in this country. So for me, to listen to artists like Ice Cube, um, you know, NWA, Tupac, J. Cole, Kendrick, they're speaking about stuff that's real for me, mm. you know, and it's the same for a, for a lot of us. And, you know, it's like we can relate to, to hip hop so much because I think where hip hop comes from is like, you know, speaking, like it goes back to what I was saying before, there's a message in it, you know, mm. and I think um, for me anyway, what gravitated me towards hip hop was there was a message and there was a way for me to stand up, mm. you know, and, and, and speak up, you know, and I, I think that's why we gravitate towards hip hop is, is that. And also like our people are storytellers. We've been storytellers yeah. for thousands of years, you know, where the original storytellers, mm. that's what hip hop is. It's, it's telling a story. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's so many ways of, of how I see why we gra gravitate towards yeah. towards hip hop. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And I reckon it's also because we, we just got rhythm. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's it. Just a nat natural, natural rhythm. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're, like, you're mentioning like Tupac and like J. Cole and that. What, who, who were you like listening to growing up? Like what was like, did you grow up in like a musical, like was there music always around when you were a kid? Like was that yeah. always a, a factor? Like who were you listening to? If I heard um, Ebony Badu, or if I heard, you know, R&B playing in the, in the house yeah. in the morning, I knew my mum was cleaning up. You know? <laughs> yeah. so there was always that music playing. My uncles, um, you know, one of my uncles was vapes into Johnny Cash, Jimi Hendrix, you know, like yeah. best guitar players I ever yeah. knew, you know, and I used to learn from them. They lived up, up in Casino in Bundjalung country. And yeah. That's where my grandmother and stuff lived. And I, when I, every time I go up and visit, they teach me new songs on the guitar. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was always, music was always around for me. You know, my mum introduced me to, to hip hop. Yeah. You know, like my mum, she used to have the Doggy Style album. Um, yeah. Dog. yeah. <laughs> and before I even listened to it, just the artwork. Yeah, it's a spit out of What the fuck is this? It was like, I think as a kid, I was like, it was interested, interested me, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it was like intriguing. I was like, what is this? It looks crazy. 
Um, and it had a fold-out poster, a big poster of the cartoon dog and that. And it was like yeah. just the graffiti. It was like, because even that's hip hop, you know. And so yeah, like, hard. That I gravitated towards that. And then it was when my mum was playing Easy E one day in the kitchen. Mm. She's playing Easy Does It. Like I remember, I think it was, I think it goes to show like the influence as well. Like I think hearing my mum listen to it, I was just like, fuck, my mum's listening to this. Like yeah. I might get onto this and I, and I started listening to it and that's when I wrote my first rap. I was just like, there was something in it. I was just like, I, I can do this. You know? Yeah, and I, yeah, true. And I just went into my room and I wrote my first rap and come out and I showed my mum and yeah. To it, to it, easy song. Yeah, like just listening to his lyrics yeah, and, yeah. That, and then went and just did my own little thing, come back and my mum was like, you can't be swearing like that. <laughs> but she was impressed that I could actually rhyme. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, fuck it oath. Um And then I, I guess you mentioned before, you know, that, that storytelling aspect of, um, you know, rap and hip hop and that, um, you know, sort of helping us find a voice. Like, I'd say, you know, out of, like, you know, most people on the scene at the moment, like, your style is that storytelling, like, it's really driven by storytelling. Mm. Um, do you agree? Like, is that is that something that you've that's just naturally been like your way of like expressing yourself? Mm. Like, um, yeah, do, is is that how you describe yourself? Yeah, definitely. Because even before I, I wrote songs like Jody or About a Girl, mm. you know, because they're straight up storytelling, you know, mm-hmm. like they're telling a story from the start to the finish, you know. But even before that, like I never. A lot of the times, I don't go into writing and know what I'm going to write about. Like, I mm. just start writing. And it's like, I kind of let, I let the beat kind of talk to me or I let, I just let the writing go wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. And I just let the writing tell a story, you know? And it's like, it's kind of like, you know, like it's it's the same with like, um, I guess like painting, like freestyle painting or stuff like that. It's just like when things pop up in your head, you put it down, you know? Mm. And it's like, it's a kind of spiritual process for me, you know, it's like whatever pops in my head, um, I write it down and sometimes if it doesn't work, I'll go and fix it later, but I just get it down there because yeah. it's like, it's coming out then and it's like, it's, it's always something that I've, I've gravitated towards in other artists too. It's like if they can tell a story and if they can make me feel something mm. from their lyrics, um, that's the stuff I listen to, you know. Yeah. And with my music, with my, with rapping, like I can't write things I can't make music that doesn't f- make me feel something. Mm. Like if I don't feel anything when I'm writing, if if these if these words don't mean anything, then I don't want to put it out. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's um, most of my stuff goes. It's just the storytelling because it's yeah. there's we've all got a story to tell. You know, there's no matter no matter what it is, we've all got a story to tell. So mm. I've mm. always gravitated towards towards writing like that because I just it's kind of like I go on a tangent and I just just right and it just all comes out like songs like Jody was more conscious like all right, I'm gonna write a story yeah and that was like from listening to artists like Immortal Technique like yeah. um, Immortal Technique Slick Rick um, you know and just like and thinking like, oh, I, w- I want to give this a crack of, of writing a story yeah and um, I wrote Jody first and that was one of the songs that I started writing at like two in the morning yeah and I wrote until like the sun come up because I was just like it was just there. It was. Just, I just. I couldn't stop until I got the whole track. Yeah, finished. yeah, yeah. You know, About a girl was the same. I wrote that until the sun come up. You know, I remember finishing the line and just going, ah, I'm going 
I'm asleep. <laughs> and, and like when I woke up, I just went over it. I was like, all right, this is this is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it, did it start with about a girl? Because nah, like I rem I remember I remember um, there was like it went viral a little bit on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, the video of me sitting on my kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, so Jody, I wrote Jody first. Yeah, but about a girl. Because I had Jody. Jody was just like sort of sitting there. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I perform it when I was at a party or something. Like I'd like, I listen to my listen <laughs> yeah. song. And like, it was funny because like, you see those memes and stuff. That was me. You know, like, <laughs> I was rapping in people's ears. And, but the funny thing was I'd show them something like Jody. And at first they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to rap. And then I'd sing Jody. And then by the end of it, they're just like. Yeah, Because this is when Jody wasn't out. No one's yeah, heard it before. Yeah. You know? So people was kind of like, that's, that's actually good. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And then with About A Girl, it was like, because Jody was just like, I hadn't recorded it yet. And About A Girl, I think I was so excited with About A Girl. I was like, I need to get this out. Mm. And it was like, I, I got my sister to, to film me on my phone. Yeah. On my kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, The next night after I wrote it, you know. And then, yeah, it got like 100 or 200,000 views. Because when, when was that? Like, that was like, what? like 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure? 2018 that was. I remember I that. remember it was... Just up, just before Splendor, I went to Splendor and watched School Week. I performed, like I danced. I yeah, I yeah. Danced um, with with Mugra when I was yeah. dancing with Mugra and, yeah. and me, Darren, and Brock. Um, we went to Splendor and that was like, that was wild. That was like where my my first experience of Splendor. And yeah. I, I remember, I literally just dropped that on Facebook like two days before, and it was like blowing up. And I, I'm in Splendor, and I was like. I just, I don't know, it was just like a, a weird time. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And then I, I got back and I'm like, like, this is actually clocking numbers. And Were people recognising you? Like, were you like, a, like, were people going, oh, that's um, Kobe from... Not yet. Not yeah, yet. Yeah. It was, uh, I, yeah, actually, because I, I, cause Darren, he was doing Move It Mob style. So yeah, at yeah, Splendor yeah. in the Grass, he was... Um, <laughs> were people recognising him from Move It yeah, Mob yeah, style? yeah, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> everywhere we go, like, we did Darwin and people are like, it was a crack up. But he had a, he had a dance set at yeah. Splendor and he's like, bro, you got to jump up. You, you do one song. And I didn't even, I think I had one song out. I think I had right now yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time, yeah. but I didn't have any other songs out. And um, I jumped on and I did This Life. I performed that oh, shit, and some other track. And um, this is when This Life, was it was different the chorus was yeah. different and i performed it like that and one of the people in the crowd ended up because i went out in the crowd after and he's like oh like he knew me from somewhere some video that i put up or something like that yeah he knew me from that and that was kind of like my first experience of like someone be like oh yeah i know you knew you from, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you know and then it wasn't until i guess jody when i dropped jody on or when i did the bars of steel with triple j it was like that's when people in the street was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, hard. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when, like, it really took me to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you seen all the, like, Americans react to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's mad because when I write stuff and when I put stuff out, I always try to imagine someone's reaction when they first hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to watch reaction videos is, like, mad. Like, I love watching mm. reaction videos to my songs because I'm always trying to get inside the listener's head and like what are they going to think when they hear this for the first time yeah you know? so especially someone from america because it's like or uk there's a couple of uk ones yeah, as yeah, well yeah. and watching them is like they're from a whole different country 
Yeah. You know, and that they're reacting and feeling something from my tracks over here. You mm. know, it's like it's a it's a crazy feeling. And, but that's the thing like hip hop is universal and hip hop mm. connects to audiences all over the world. So um, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. It, it is a bit of a spin out because like when I like I listen to your music, like you know you're from Sydney. I grew I grew up here mm. as well. Like. It feels to me like you know Sydney and like mm. you know Maroubra. That it feels like that. Mm. So like I never thought about what it'd feel like to someone like mm. yeah overseas or anything like that. That's, yeah. it. that's like that's weird. Yeah, that's a bit of a spin out to think well, it's about. Funny because when I did the I did Homebound for um, Rebel sixty four bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, how am I gonna do this different? I was like, I'm just gonna go in and I'm just gonna speak where only some mobs gonna understand me or some people from my area yeah. are going to understand me. And then someone from the UK did a reaction and I just knew he's like, oh, he's not going to get any of this. <laughs> and I just watched it just like knowing, like, and it, it, it did. At the end, he was just like, oh, it's good, but I kind of like more of his story. Time. I was just like, yeah, it wasn't for, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, th this was for people from my area. And like, I really wanted to like, you know, I'm speaking about that. Bundy's under Commodore scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's you know, a, that's a, from the gun years. That, that, that line, that's a hectic yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. Bundy's under Commodore <laughs> I was speaking about Walang, you know, like, yeah. Walang means money from, from where we're from. Like, it's just like all different things. I was like, all right, I'm just going to speak. Because that's what hip-hop is too. You mm. know, like, I think that's what draws people to hip-hop from different parts of the world is like the lingo as well. Mm. And we have lingo. You know, we have our own, like, language you know that we can incorporate into it mm. so yeah with that track i wanted to i wanted it to feel like where we're from you know yeah yeah, yeah. and even like maury like you know like my maury followers like they love that track too because yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. maury madness with a madness bunch of <laughs> yeah. say, like, stuff and i just wanted it to be like all right we know where we're from and like this is a track for us so, yeah yeah 100 percent, 100 um Wanted to yarn to you as well about, I guess, like the the bigger picture stuff in terms of, you know, like mob in the industry and like, especially for you now, I guess like you, you're still young, mm. but like in terms of the time you've sort of spent, you know, in the industry and like making music and stuff, like there are fellas under you, there are people under you sort of coming up. Like, do you ever sort of sit back and I guess like reflect on, you know, I guess the role you play, like within the industry and stuff now, like, yeah, like I said, there's, there's people coming up underneath you, mm. um, you know, there, I mean, and there was people that came before you and stuff as well, but like, do you feel like you're in a, like the place that you're at now, mm. like, do you, do you feel that, I guess, like a, a responsibility for that mob coming up underneath you? Um, I always feel a responsibility whether it's in music or just mm. in life in general, because I always know there's someone looking up to us, mm. whether it's at home, whether it's in our community, whether it's, you know, it's, for me, it's like I'm on a bigger platform now, so there's so many other people looking mm. up to me. So I'm always conscious of that role that I do play. Um, but also, yeah, I'm, I'm still young, like I'll be 26 next month. So I'm still young and it's like, it's hard to kind of see myself in this industry as, I don't know, like, because I look at, like, Briggs was a massive influence mm. for me, you know, and Briggs paved the way for a lot of us, you know, like, and, you know, artists like YRMC and, you know, um, Local Knowledge yeah. and, you know, Last Connection, like, these more paved the way for us, you know, and I don't know, I, I think, 
I do see myself as that, but I, I, I think it's just the start. You know, I still feel like yeah. this is the start of my career. You know, like even though I've, it's been like four or five years now, yeah, I, I feel like I still have so much more to give, um, and so much further heights to reach. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and um, to then when I can sit back and be like, all right, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay the way, I guess. Um, yeah. At the moment, like, yeah, I'm still growing and I'm still, still yeah, getting hard, in. Hard. But I definitely, like, I know so many artists, so many young artists that look up to me and, mm. um, you know, that, that um, yeah, I guess, like, I, I, I kind of am a role model too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I still feel like, yeah, I'm still very much at the start of my, yeah, my yeah. own career as yeah. well. as like, yeah. Have you, have you noticed, like, because uh, I... For me, I, I feel like, you know, like black hip hop, black music mm. in Australia now, like it's just accelerated so much in mm. terms of like, like the quality's always sort of been there. We've never never had like a, you know, a real good like crack in exploring like ourselves. But I, I feel like there's more interest than there there's ever been, mm. you know, like, you know, especially like, Spotify, like the interest that they're wanting to like give into um, black artists, and then just the exposure generally. Do you feel like it's like obviously now is the biggest it's ever ever been like for artists? Mm. Definitely, I think like now is kind of the best time mm. for it. You know, there's I think there's there's more of an audience, and and I think us we're connecting more to because I think back when I was younger, you know, it was like if you said you're a rapper in this country, people just laughed at you. Mm. People laughed at me when I'm like, I'm going to be a rapper, you know? And it's it's changed now. Like, mm. if you say you're going to be a rapper, like, people are like, all right, cool. Like, but how are you going to be different? Yeah. You know? People are more accepting of it, but people are also like, we're still like, all right, you've got to be good, you know? Whether before it was like, people just didn't even give you that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, before it was just like, you know, how are you going to make it as a rapper? Yeah, like, yeah. They didn't even, you know? So it's definitely, it's a different time now, you know? Because when I was younger, like, I didn't really listen to rap here in, in Australia. Like, mm. I didn't listen to much of Aussie rap. Like, what I was it? I listened to Briggs. Yeah. Briggs was, because I remember being in high school and, like, because I was always a massive Tupac fan. Everything was just Tupac or yeah, just yeah. West Coast. I just listened to yeah. West Coast music. And, you know, um, when I heard Briggs for the first time, I, I, I remember it. Clear as anything, I was sitting in the Koori room at Matawai back in, I think I was in like year nine, and um, I was reading Vibe magazine. Remember Vibe magazine? Yeah, yeah. I was reading Vibe magazine. Yeah. I was sitting on the, um, the table in the Koori room. We used to get like new issues all the time. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was just flicking through it, and there was a picture of Briggs with Ice Cube, and I was like, yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. with Ice Cube, like, yeah. what is this? And um, it was talking about his track, The Wrong Brother. So I was like, mm. went on YouTube, typed it up, listened to it. I was like, this guy's mad. Like, how haven't I heard this follow? And I started listening to him more and I was just like, I was so inspired, you know? Yeah. Like, and it was like, he became my favorite artist in this country. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, um, you know, I, I had like raps and I was like, if I meet Briggs, I'm going to rap this rap to him and start, and it never went that way. I met him a few <laughs> times at first, and I was just like... What, too shame? Yeah, way too shame. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to bust out and freestyle for him. <laughs> but eventually, he reached out to me through Nookie. Yeah, um, yeah. Nookie showed him my stuff, and I was like, you know, that was a massive, massive moment for me. And 
that was at a time where like, all right, I seen that he was successful and I seen that he made it to stages with Ice Cube mm. and, you know, all these things of, and being inspired by him and now he's reaching out to me to join his label and stuff, you know? Yeah, or yeah. At first it was to, to come on and do a show with yeah. the Bad Apple's house party. And for me, I was just like, all right, I could actually do something with this. Like I could actually, you know, and it was still the very start and, you know, as as the years went on, it was like, it started becoming more, you know, evident that like, you know, the scene was going somewhere, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm in it at the right time and like, I could actually do something with this and, you know, it's it's the same now with, with so many young black followers that, that want to rap mm. or, or want to sing or want to be in the industry at the moment because now there's like, there's a place for it, you know, mm. and, and, and more, there's more listeners, people are, are listening in and it's it's crazy there was no like black black australia hip-hop playlist when no, we were kids no. you know like no. there was there was none of that you'd, you'd, you'd have to go to yarbin or something yeah to like... yeah that's it you know and like so now you look at it we've got playlists full of them you know mm. there's there's a wide range and there's like you know so it's like it all comes down to being you can't be what you can't see what what nookie yeah. says you know yeah. like you can't be what you can't see and it goes back to, to your question before is that do I see myself as a role model? It's like, well, I have to because, mm. you know, like young black followers are going to see if they want to rap and they see me, then I become that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so I'm, I'm conscious of everything I say in my music and everything mm. I say, even interview, all this stuff. It's like, I know for, for young black followers, if they're like me when I was young, I wanted to watch everything. Mm. I wanted to watch, you know, how they made music. I wanted all these kind of things. So, yeah. I feel like there was like a whole bunch of like artists, not 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 just rappers, but just like artists, like musicians, black mm. um, musicians that like a lot of people like never really heard. Were there any like artists that you know you sort of were exposed, like black artists that you were exposed to mm. that you know isn't out there in the in the sort of industry like mm. artists from back in the day like yeah there was same like brother black i remember meeting brother black yeah we used to do the vibe free on free the basketball yeah, yeah. things um and i remember brother black rapping there and you know like that that was a a, a time of like a big inspiration for me to mm. see you know um a black follow rapping and and last connection i remember the first time i heard last connection was um was I was walk I was with my auntie and my uncle and my cousins and we were walking through I think it was Martin Place and there was like this there was a stage just set up and there was like I don't know what the event was I was mm. must have been like twelve or something yeah. and Arrested Development was performing oh, true. like all these and then yeah Last Connection was performing and I yeah. remember hearing them for the first time and being like fuck like this mob's mad like, yeah, you know? yeah and it was like. Um, it was like another like massive inspiring time for me. MC Buns is another rapper from mm. from our area, another black fella, um, who when I was younger, you know, he was he was um massive for us in our area, you know. Mm. It's like a massive inspiration for me on my journey and on becoming a rapper and you know, um there was another fella, I forget his name. Um he um it's is it Noxie? I think Tasman. It's Tasman Keith's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used to rap on the guitar, <laughs> and he put up like videos of that, and like you know, like it was like 
these guys were crazy. Yeah. It was just like, at that time, I guess, like, there, it's, it wasn't like how it is now mm. to where it's, I think it's much more appreciated now. Like yeah. People, there's, people are listening in and, and, you know, like, I think it was just, just a different time, yeah. you know, and there's, there was heaps of artists that I remember just watching and thinking, are oh, they going to be something, you know, like mm -hmm. they're going to blow up and, you know, and it was just like, I think it just wasn't appreciated at that time. And, yeah. You know, so a lot of, a lot of artists that should have been much bigger just, just didn't because, yeah, I guess at the time it just wasn't as appreciated as it is now. So there's, yeah. so, there's so many underrated artists that just um, aren't heard because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. either the time or, or I guess opportunity as well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One, one of my favourite, um, I used to love saying Emma Donovan at mm. Yarbin. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Emma Donovan. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon she should be like so much bigger than, yeah. well, you know what she is. She's an amazing singer. 100%. 100%. And like YMC, like, he had so much knowledge and, you know, like, yeah. and the stuff that he had to, because I used to do Wagga Magool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. year when I was like, I would have been like eight, eight or nine years yeah. old, and we used to do that every year. And, With Dunich? Um, Dunich. Yeah, Dunich was yeah, there yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And because um, well, we did it with like Uncle Matt Doyle and yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean and that. And I used to dance with you. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, true. 100% Wogga Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, true. Early in the morning with Brock and yeah, um, yeah. Um, oh, Dion and that. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true. Because Bubba and yeah, yeah. Bubba and that used to, um, yeah, yeah. used to jump in sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, YMC will come down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to go back and look at the photos now. <laughs> you send, see me? I'll send you the photos. Yeah, big chubby boy. Because every, like, every now and then the boys, because we, we still got like, heaps of photos from, from back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember when we did, did you do the shield dance? Remember nah, when we did nah, the shield nah. and we were like the seven warriors? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember yeah, that one yeah. again. I wasn't in that one. Oh, uh, yeah, because we all still like remember our, like, our names that we had and like, everyone sent it. It's like... <laughs> It's mad. Like, I was just with Uncle Matt the other day too, like doing, running some dances and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like at that time, YMC was like one of the first black followers that mm. I heard rap. Because when I was young, I used to think everyone was a black follower. I thought if you had black skin, you was a black follower. <laughs> I, I thought Lil Bow Wow was a black follower. I thought Snoop Dogg was a black follower. All these people I thought were black followers. And my mum was just like, no, they're, they're American, Kobe. They're American. And I used to go, every time they pop up on TV or something, I'd be like, are they black followers? <laughs> like, nah. And then one day, um, one day, um, uh, what are they, uh, you know Naomi, Naomi Wenitong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shik uh, Shikaya? Shikaya? Oh, I hate butchering. Uh, yeah, I don't know, sorry. You But I heard like, Don't call, is it don't call? Stop calling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That come on, and before I could even say it, mum goes, they're black followers. <laughs> you're like, like you're confusing like, me. That was, yeah, yeah. that was supposed to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, that was a moment for me. It's like, all right, all right, we're on TV. You know, yeah. it's like, um, but it was like, yeah. And. Because yeah, that was like, big. Yeah, that, that, that was that, massive. They were over in America performing and stuff. Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. That was massive. And yeah, I think that goes back to being a young follower and being like, because it did get confusing. I was like, I thought these were black followers. Like, you know. Yeah. Then I start learning, like, all right, not everyone's a black follower. And, you know, you start learning, you know, and then I was like, all right, well, are we on TV? Like, mm -hmm. are we in these places? Are we, do we do this? And, 
you know, and then to see that, that we are on TV and stuff like that, is a big moment for a young black fellow. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, we can get there. You know, we can make it, you know, like, because I guess it comes back to when you see other black fellows winning, it's like, we're all winning, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, hard. It's like, there's, there's no, of, I guess, being jealous of another person that's mm. succeeding or all this, because it's like, if one wins, then, then we're all winning, you know? It's like, yeah. That's what it was for me as a kid, watching seeing that black fellas on TV. It's like, yeah, yeah. We made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're on TV. Um, and was that is that? I mean, obviously, that played a part in you wanting to do like the, your national tour, like go back home on mm. Gomorrah and stuff. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Talk us a little bit through how that how that come about and like what that was like. So that that was definitely about wanting to bring an experience to mob in in communities like like Walgett and, and Tamworth and you know, places that don't wouldn't get performances like that mm. or shows like yeah in those communities you know yeah. and wanting to bring that experience and, and bring those shows to mob and, and also like you know like I'm a Gomorrah man and, and doing a, a a tour around my country was massive for me as mm. well you know and um, there was a lot of different factors to it you know and you know, it was it was it was actually uh, one of the brothers, Daniel Daylight. He he um, mm. suggested it. He goes, "You should do a, a Gomorrah Nations tour." I was just like, "That sounds hecky." Like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. And you know, um, spoke with the team, and um, yeah, we started planning it. And and yeah, I think from from the jump, like that first show. Which it started off with. I did. I finished. I did this that festival in Newcastle, and mm. then we went straight into the tour. Like we drove straight from Newcastle to Tamworth. Yeah. I lost my voice on the first day. <laughs> <laughs> I I did um, this that festival, um, and as I got to Jody, I lost my voice. Fuck. Like I remember. Like on stage, like on mid stage. Like... Yeah, yeah. I hadn't even started the tour yet. Fuck. The day before the tour, and yeah. um, I remember the crowd was singing like every word for Jody. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, is my mic fucking up? Like, is, why, why do I sound like this? And I'm like, I'm kind of looking around, I'm like, oh, my voice is gone. And like, yeah. lucky the crowd knew Jody. Yeah. Because yeah. then I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, get the, I get the mic out and like, let the crowd sing. And then yeah. I'd sing like two words and I'm like, Ugh. it was like, it was mad. And then, yeah, after that, we just like, I had Katie, Katie, like, lifesaver. She, she's, she knows her teas. Like yeah, yeah, every day. yeah, yeah. It's just like pumping you a tea. woman. She was like <laughs> giving me these different teas. Like it looked like we had all these like drugs or something because there's like loose leaf teas. It's like <laughs> looked like yandy and that was like. It's, we pull over and, and she just put all, get all these like herbal, yeah, herbal um, teas and stuff out. Like it was all loose leaf stuff as well. Yeah. So it was like looks like she's making potions and like, <laughs> and that's like what we did every day. I did vocal warm ups and stuff and we made it through the tour. We we did the tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was like it was mad. Like um, we filmed it all too. Like you know, there's there's um, stuff there's stuff stuff of, in the works. Yeah, there's stuff in the works, and there's a lot of stuff captured there that I really loved. It was captured, you know, because mm. growing up, I grew up on Bidjigulan. I grew up in in Murubra, you know, and my father's he's a Duncan, he's a McGrady, he's mm. a Smith, he's a Hammond, you know, big big mob out on Gomorrah country, and and um, I didn't grow up with my dad, so it was mm. like. I had all of this massive, like, biggest mob to meet and all this, but I didn't grow up. Yeah. There. You know, like, my, my dad, I, I probably seen my dad last when I was, like, six, and mm. then I met him again when I was about 14. 
Yeah. You know, so there's a big chunk of like where I guess I didn't get to to know about any of that. So I wasn't mm. going back to Maury. I didn't, you know, I didn't have that knowledge of my family or anything like that. And then when I was 14, I, I met him again. Coincidentally, it was like I was in Alice Springs and I met some mob from Maury. And I was like, hey, do you know my dad? And they're like, that's my uncle. And I was like, that's my, do you got his number? And I was like, yeah, yeah, Alice yeah, Springs yeah, out of yeah. all places. It was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up going back, reconnecting with him and, it was it was different for me because you know like growing up like because my mum my mum's um, my mum's family's like from Port Kembla ways you know yeah, yeah. Uh, her um, her grandmother was a wadi wadi woman and you know it was like I still didn't even grow up with that with much knowing of where we're from from there mm. you know because my great grandfather you know he was part of the war and mm. stuff like that, and he just never really spoke about you know where he was from and that yeah. goes back to like not being able to speak about. Yeah, you know, being yeah. black and and stuff like that, and so I didn't grow up with quite a lot of knowledge from my mum from my mum's side, and I didn't have my dad's side to to know about, you know. Yeah. So fortunately enough, like I grew up around Laparu's community and, and Maruba community, and like you know, I was still heavily involved in culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I I went to Gajaga out Lapa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, like still heavily involved in in culture, and yeah. But we know as black followers, it's different because. Uh, we're not growing up on our country. Yeah, it's yeah, different yeah. growing when it's not your language that you're learning, and it's like, yeah. or it's not your cousins that you're, you know, like, because I still have my cousins, I still have my mum's cousins and stuff, but it's different. Like when I go back home, yeah, especially like tour, like each stop that we stopped, I met a different cousin and yeah. I met different family, and it's not like it wasn't like, oh yeah, you're my cousin because we are married in. It was like I was meeting, I met my great grandmother's. Um, one of my great grandmother's sisters. Mm. I mean, my, one of my great grandfather's sisters. Um, I met like second cousins, third yeah, cousins. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I was yeah. meeting family. You know, like growing up, I think that was different for me, is because like you know, I didn't I didn't grow up with my dad's side, and I didn't grow up going back. So when I was like fourteen and above, it was like every time I got up there, I was meeting new family. You know, and like mm. that was massive for me. And uh, to do this tour, to go into places like Tamworth, Walgett, and like. Bogabilla, where yeah. where my great grandmother's side's from, the McGrady's, and you know all these places that is important for us. It's mm. important for us to connect to that, especially as you know, like being a young black man without having my father there. Yeah, these are things that I, I wish that I had growing up. You know, because it's uh, even like just even our women. You know, we all need to know where we're from. We mm. all need to be connected to where we're from. We need to be connected to family and. Mm all that stuff that I, I feel like I missed out with not having my dad there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think doing this tour was a lot, it was a lot of giving to community, but also a lot for myself as well, yeah. like, of being back on country and, and, and meeting, like connecting with mob and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know? Fuck, that would have been a moment, eh? Like, yeah, that would have been... 100%. Like, I, it, it, was, it was coming back from it, like the week after tour was quite depressing. Yeah. Because I was like, I, it was just like every day just filled with like such big high emotions and stuff yeah. and then you come back to Sydney and it was just like right, back to reality quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. it was like it, it was hard to kind of feel good again you yeah, know? It was like, to it. yeah like every day it was like 30 degrees it was like <laughs> lovely like every day like, it was just mad everything like, and it was just and then you come back and alright come back to reality and 
back to work kind yeah, of like thing. Yeah, like, like what, what do you do with that? You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I feel like uh, I need to go back, you know? It's like, mm. it was, uh, I think seeing country in a different lens and, and mm. you know, it's like, I feel like that's that's something that's been taken away from us as a people as well. You yeah. know, it's like we were so connected to our country and connected to who we are, and you know, everything as one. When you speak about country, you know, it's like it's a part of ourselves. You mm. know, and I feel like adjusting, I guess, to living like that, like connecting, like with people and connecting the country and stuff, like that, and then coming back to kind of like to where it's not like that now. It's yeah. like it was like it was hard, but yeah. It was yeah. a big, big, definitely a big moment for me, that tour. Yeah, yeah fucking nice. Well, so you, you got something coming out for it? Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hit you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. There's a bit more to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to do celebrity heads. I'll be um, waiting to touch these cards. <laughs> Keep it in my hands. Is that the right way? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good one. Okay. Am I a man? No. Am I black? Yeah. Like our black. <laughs> Alright, so she's... She's mob, yeah. She's mob. Am I in the Sapphires? <laughs> nah, nah. That's a good question, though. <laughs> am I in... I'm just going to start naming black movies. <laughs> am I in Brand New Day? Nah. I'm an actor? Nah. Oh, do but I But not, not, not an actor. Yeah. I'm yeah. a rat? Yeah. Barker? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, see? I'm good at this. Hey, look out. Shout out, sis. <laughs> am I a man? No. Uh, am I black? Yes. Our black? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> am I? I just had to clarify because you're talking yeah. about Mal Albin Black. Yeah. Um. Am I a singer? Yes. Am I Delma Plum? No. Am I? Uh, am I like of our generation? Yes. Yeah. Alice. Um. Alice Sky. Alice Sky. No. Um. Fuck, this is shame. Bit older. Bit older this is shame. Um, oh, just my boy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Am I boy? Yeah. Am I our black? Yeah. <laughs> Am I a movie star? Nah. Am I a singer? Nah. Rapper? Nah. Oh, do I write books? Nah. Am I in my 20s? Yeah. Am, am I a cartoon character? <laughs> nah. 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 Um, am I a book character? <laughs> no. Am I a character? <laughs> no. Am I real? Am I a real person? Am I a real boy? The sports, six sports. Oh, oh, I didn't ever think of that. <laughs> am I in my twenties? Do I play NRL? Yeah. Oh, I play NRL. Yeah. What's real? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> am I real? I was like, I was like, so he's not actor. He's not. A, I was like, what else? What is else there? is it? Well, thanks for jumping in. No worries. Thanks for jumping on. No worries. Had a good yard. Do you want to close this out? Give us like a little. Kobe D <laughs> signing out. See you next time. Yalu. <laughs>